This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 152 of the Catholic Foodie, New Orleans-style white beans and rice for Sunday supper. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food means faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking white beans and rice. You know, it's not all red beans and rice down here in New Orleans. I know, I know, red beans and rice, that's a staple. It's a staple food down here. Believe me, I know. I mean, restaurants across the the region on Mondays, that's red beans and rice day. You're going to find it on the menu, people at home cooking it. It's crazy. And I like red beans and rice, especially if it's seasoned with some some spicy sausage. But here's the deal. I love white beans, too. We're going to talk about white beans today right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, we're talking about white beans and rice for Sunday supper, and you may remember that uh, you've heard me talk about Sunday supper before. Let me tell you a little bit about what that is before we get started with the beans. Goodness, what can I say about Sunday supper? Well, you know, it was about a year ago, probably uh, February, I think it was sometime in February last year, in 2012, when uh, I was invited by a friend uh, that I had met online, just social Networks like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, her name is Isabel, and uh, she's over at, at uh, FamilyFoodie.com. I was invited to participate in something called Sunday Supper, and I was absolutely intrigued. I mean, of course, right away my answer was, yes, I'd love to, absolutely, because uh, this is what it's about, okay? You know, it's so important for families to gather together around the table, the family table, as often as possible. We are just so busy today. It's crazy. Family really does pay the price for our busyness. You know, we're all over the place. Kids have activities. Mom and dad have, uh, they, they work longer hours, you know, sometimes two and three jobs just to make ends meet. I mean, we are pulled, families are pulled in so many different directions, and we really do pay the price. Our family, the family pays the price. And so it is so important, I think, to focus on those things that really do build up family. And of course, you've always heard the phrase, the family that prays together, stays together. And I I believe that. I think that's true. But you know what? The family that dines together, (laughs) the family that eats together, the family that even cooks together stays together. Why? Well, you may have heard the bumper that I play from time to time on the show where Jamie Oliver is having a conversation uh, and, and he says, you know, well, we have to eat three times a day, right? You have to eat three times a day to the day you die. You might as well be good at it, <laughs> which is funny. That's why I play it. But there's a point there, right? There's a point. We have to eat as human beings. We've got to eat. And we eat typically meals that are shared meals when we're, when we're scattered all over the place and kids are at school and mom and dad are at work. Of course, you can't always have lunch together, but uh, definitely dinner should be together. No TV, no radio, just the family around the table eating real food, food that was prepared at home is, I think, the ideal, right? And we can always aim for that. Family uh, is that important. It is really, I think, the only thing in the end, right? Family. So, um, fam- so Sunday supper. This was uh, Isabel's brainchild. Isabel came up with this idea of starting this Sunday supper. I guess you'd call it a movement, uh, wanting to encourage families to gather 
around the table as often as possible, but of course, using Sunday, the Sunday dinner, as uh, as a starting point. Why? Because, you know, for so long, I mean, most people don't work on Sunday. Sunday's a, a day of, of rest. Uh, Sunday is a day where we go to church as a family. Sunday is just like the perfect time, I guess. You've got more time to cook. You can actually make and prepare a meal that uh, the family can enjoy around the table together that evening. It's perfect. So when, when Isabel invited me to take part in this Sunday supper deal, I was, oh, yeah, absolutely. Amen, sister. I mean, I'm with you because that's what the Catholic foodie is all about, right? Where, where food meets faith and faith and food and family meet right there around the family table. So I jumped on. I was like, let's do this. Well, anyway, part of this uh, Sunday supper thing, because it, it went from having six of us that started to having, uh, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't counted up to now, but probably 30, 40 uh, food bloggers out there who take part in this thing every week called Sunday Supper. And the whole point is to encourage families to gather around the table as often as possible, but especially on Sundays. What do we do? What is this all about? What, what are the, the, the actual details of this? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we kind of organize, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, like a, like a um, I think there's a term for this. It's, it's kind of like a blog, like a link party or something. I, I, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's some technical term for it. But we all have recipes that we contribute every week for that Sunday. And we all post in the morning. And what that means is you have uh, 30 plus recipes on any, any given Sunday that you can choose from for your Sunday supper. And we all link to each other's posts. We all have the same links. And so we'll write something about the, the, the recipe. We'll, we'll give you the recipe. And then we have, we have everybody else's links right there in the blog post too. But we don't stop there, right? That, that right there is fantastic because it gives you lots of ammunition, <laughs> <laughs> when you go to attack Sunday supper, right, you've got lots of recipes right there at your hands. We don't stop there, though. In the evening, uh, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time, we have a, a, a tweet chat. We, we, we meet on Twitter. We use the hashtag Sunday supper, no spaces, just, just the pound sign with hundi, uh, Sunday supper there. And uh, we use that as part of the conversation. We talk about the recipes. We talk about... Uh, different recipes, different uh, family experiences, uh, dining together and having dinner on Sunday and all that good stuff. And it's amazing because over the last several months, we have trended on Twitter. And that's pretty amazing because you have to have a lot of people, you know, responding and taking part in the conversation, using the hashtag, retweeting tweets that have already been tweeted. Can you imagine people having this kind of conversation 100 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> or even 20. I mean, there was no Twitter, right? Twitter, tweet, tweeting, retweeting, whatever. But it really is amazing. And uh, I know Mario Batali and, and, and a, a number of other chefs have taken part in this Sunday supper conversation as well. And it, that's just, to me, amazing. It's a really good thing, folks. That's, that's the point. That's why I do it. Uh, it's great to encourage other families to participate, to, uh, to, to cook on Sundays, and to, to gather around the table. So this week, what am I talking about this week? Well, white beans and rice. Yeah, I already told you that, right? White beans and rice. It's not all red beans down here in New Orleans, uh, but yeah, red beans, white beans, it's all New Orleans, baby, I'm telling you. 
Look, um, navy peas, all right, white beans. When I'm talking white beans, I'm talking navy peas. They're really my favorite. I love red beans and rice. It's good. It's a traditional dish. But there's something about white beans. I just like it more. Don't, Don't tell anybody I said that. But... I like white beans and rice more. Navy peas are small. I think I think that's why I like them. They're small, and I like small beans. Red beans and rice, of course, is a staple down here. It's ingrained in our culture. All across South Louisiana, Mondays are considered red beans and rice days. Uh, legend has it that Mondays were wash days, and back before electric washers and dryers, clothes had to be washed by hand, It was work, and it took time, lots of time, and that meant that there wasn't much time for cooking on Mondays. So folks would put on a pot of red beans, they'd put on the stove on low heat, and let those red beans cook down uh, while they did the wash. And you know, red beans are really pretty simple. So folks would throw a ham bone in there, maybe some sausage, or something to add a bit of flavor, right? But, But here's the deal. I love the Monday thing. I love the red beans, but I really like white beans. White beans are awesome, very awesome. So uh, that's what I picked today. I picked white beans and rice. So I do have uh, I do have a red beans and rice recipe over at CatholicFoodie.com. You can find that. Just go to CatholicFoodie.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, you're going to find a little place where you can search the site. Just put red beans and rice in there, and you will find it. But right now, we're going to talk white beans and I've always wanted to share my white beans recipe. I was quite shocked to realize that I had never posted it before on CatholicFoodie.com. This is a first. So in just a moment, I will return and uh, give you my recipe for white beans and rice. Look at that, folks. Uh, here's a number I'd like to do for you. Since there's so many people from my hometown and my state, and we had all this good Creole food here tonight. And I'd like to sing a song that uh, will tell you all about my life from the time I was born until this present day. Oh, God. Don't tell it. <laughs> Satchmo, folks. Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, and this comes from a. This comes from an album. It's called Satchmo at the National Press Club. Red beans and wisely yours. It was just released in uh, 2012, and uh, I will have a link in the show notes to this to this album. But I tell you what, there's something magical about that man. You know, Satchmo, Louis Armstrong. Uh, he's just a fascinating, fascinating uh, musician and, and, and man. And uh, he, he uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've talked about this before, too. You know, he used to sign his letters when he would write, you know, back in the day before email. You know, email, you know, wasn't around forever. It's kind of new. And back in the day before email, he used to write letters, believe it or not, actual letters. Isn't that crazy? Like pen, paper, or actually maybe even typewriters. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But uh, he used to sign his letters. You know, I would sign like sincerely yours or, you know, uh, whatever. He would sign his 
red beans and ricely yours. <laughs> and that was just that was just a signature thing. That's just something that he did. Sashmo, that that was just part of what he did. And I, I just I, I'm so, I'm so tickled by that. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Louis Armstrong, folks, that was Louis Armstrong. Uh, lots of good good New Orleans jazz music came from him. Fantastic stuff. Links in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. Please do go check those out. And without further ado, folks, here's the recipe for white beans and rice. What do you need? What are the ingredients? Well, two pounds of, and by the way, before I even start, I got to tell you, I don't do anything small. Okay, I got a family of five here I got to feed. And and here's the deal. When I cook, you know, cooking does take time and it, uh, it takes effort. And so oftentimes I always, well, actually I say more than oftentimes, most of the time, I cook big. I cook big. Why? Because I can cook on Monday and make a big pot of red beans and rice or white beans and rice or a gumbo or jambalaya or whatever it may be, and we can eat on that for two or three days. And so on Tuesday, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to cook. It's already done. And I think that's a fantastic way to do it. Big batch cooking we're talking about. And traditionally speaking, uh, Cajun and Creole recipes, most dishes were one pot, big batch cooking, because people have big families, right? You got to feed all the family, and you never know when someone, like the cousins or friends down the street or somebody's going to stop by, so you want to cook enough for them too. Anyway, this recipe will yield for you uh, quite a large pot of gumbo. You, I mean, not gumbo. I'm sorry. I'm on the, now I'm thinking gumbo. I'm talking red beans and rice. It will yield a large pot, white beans and rice. It will yield a lot. <laughs> I'm messing this up, aren't I? Anyway, it will yield a large uh, pot of white beans and rice. And you can stick that in the fridge. You can eat on it for days if you want to. Matter of fact, you can even take it, put it into uh, resealable plastic bags, throw it in the freezer, freeze it, save it, and uh, pull pull a, a bag or two out for, uh, for next Monday. So anyway, here it is. Ingredients, two pounds of dried white navy peas, and I prefer the Camellia brand myself. That's a local brand here in, in, uh, in, uh, in Louisiana. Uh, two pounds of pork sausage. You could use smoked or andouille. I prefer the andouille because andouille is very spicy. It's a very spicy sausage. Two yellow onions, chopped. Two green bell peppers, chopped. Two stalks of celery, chopped. Four cloves of garlic, crushed with a mortar and pestle. You could also uh, mince that garlic if you feel so inclined. Uh, half a teaspoon of cayenne, two teaspoons of salt, freshly cracked black pepper to taste, two bay leaves, one bunch of parsley, chopped, one bunch of green onions, chopped, long grain rice prepared according to package directions, and then hot sauce for serving. You know, some of our favorites, uh, the, the kinds of hot sauces that we have on hand here at the house all the time, crystal, crystal hot sauce, Tabasco, and Louisiana hot sauce. We love those three, and uh, they're always to be found in our fridge and on our table. Here are the directions. You want to soak the beans overnight, okay? you got to soak them overnight in a large bowl. And what you do is just put them in a large bowl and just make sure that the beans are covered by at least three inches of water. All right, you, uh, once you've done that overnight, right, you want to drain the water, rinse the beans, set them aside. Degrease the sausage in a large Dutch oven or a stock pot. Uh, you you know how to, to degrease that. You take the sausage, you slice it into half moons. Well, you got actually you have a couple of different ways you could do that. You could just take the the um, uh, the whole links if you want to, and horizontally, right, just uh, cut them in half. So you have these long half links, and then you can degrease them that way. And then once they're degreased, you can slice them into uh, half moons, 
That'll work. Once you do that, you set that aside. Saute the onions, the bell pepper, the celery, the garlic in the sausage grease until softened. And normally what I do, I'll put the onions, the bell pepper, and the celery in first. Let that cook for a little while. Let it cook down. Then add the garlic. I just Garlic burns very easily, so I don't want that to, uh, to burn. I only leave it in there for just a little while before adding everything else. Anyway, you want to add a little oil uh, if needed, okay? So if the sausage drippings, if the grease from the, from the sausage is not enough, add a little oil. I use coconut oil or regular olive oil, uh, not extra virgin olive oil. You don't want to cook with that because it has a very uh, low smoke point. It, it'll burn, and it uh, kind of messes up the taste. Anyway, uh, once that has all softened, you want to add the beans to the pot along with the sausage. You want to pour 16 to 20 cups of water over the beans. Make sure that you cover the beans by at least a couple of inches. Bring that to a boil. Add salt, cayenne, and bay leaves. Reduce the heat. Simmer uncovered for one and a half to two hours until the beans are tender. You want to stir it occasionally. Add water during simmer if necessary, only if necessary. And to make the beans creamier, what you want to do once they've cooked down, you want to mash some of the beans against the sides of the pot towards the end of the cook time. You check for seasoning, adjust if necessary, adding salt, cayenne, or black pepper to taste. And a couple of minutes before serving, stir in a handful of the parsley and a handful of the green onions and provide the remaining parsley and green onions as garnish for individual plates or bowls, whether you serve it in a plate or a bowl, it's all the way up to you. It's all That's up to you, totally up to you. In my family, my wife likes to eat them on a plate, and the rest of us like bowls. <laughs> oh, well, right, to, to, to each his own. But uh, you serve it over white rice and have hot sauce on hand for those who would like to add a little kick to it. Anybody, anybody wants to kick it up a notch can do so with some crystal, some Tabasco, or some Louisiana hot sauce. Anyway, that's the recipe, folks, and I'm going to be back in just a minute to wish a happy anniversary to somebody special, and uh, we'll be right back. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, today, folks, I want to say happy anniversary to Sunday Supper. You know, I was talking about that a little while ago, and I mentioned it was about a year ago. Well, guess what? I looked it up, and <laughs> it was a year ago, like today. So happy anniversary to Sunday Supper. As, um, as I mentioned, uh, it was a year ago that a friend of mine invited me to participate in something called a progressive dinner. I had no idea what that was, but I was game. I was like, hey, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I do love a party. So, uh, you know, it's hard to believe... All that's happened since then, and all I can say is that the importance of Sunday supper, of families eating together, has been hammered home to me this past year. And uh, this is what Isabel, the foundress of the Sunday supper movement, right, Isabel Foodie over at uh, FamilyFoodie.com, this is what she had to say about this one-year anniversary. This is a quote. She says, um, I've always known that eating supper around the family table is the best nourishment we can give our families. It's about so much more than just the food that is served. It's something that the entire family looks forward to. It's about commitment to each other, positive communication, and time together. In my heart, I know that this is the most important thing I have done for my family. 
What I did not realize until recently is how powerful food can be. I have met, connected, and shared recipes with an amazing group of people who were brought together by our love for food, family, friendship, and mutual respect for each other. When I wrote these words one year, one year ago, I had no idea the power they would have and the journey I would embark on. I have chills as I write this post. Our first Sunday supper with bloggers around the family table was the, uh, was the start of that journey. The first step was a progressive dinner featuring fabulous Sunday supper recipes by seven talented bloggers, Jeff the Catholic Foodie, Val from Val's Food and or Art, Eileen from Wine Every Day, Sanithi from Sue's Nutrition Buzz, Renee from Magnolia Days, Donna from Cookus Tree, and Aaron the Big Fat Baker. <laughs> she continues, Beyond our wildest dreams, I don't think any of us could have ever imagined how Sunday Supper would grow in 2012. It has truly been one of the most memorable experiences of my life. I'm so thankful for the support from these seven individuals and all the contributors. Week after week, they inspire families to spend time around the family table with amazing Sunday supper recipes. Together, we have created a movement that has grown in leaps and bounds and is making a difference in the lives of families. The Sunday supper movement took off and received so much recognition then we have launched our weekday supper initiative, too. It starts off as one day a week and soon becomes a way of life. This year, we will feature easy weekday supper recipes every day of the week. So it is true that food brings people together, and I couldn't imagine handpicking a better group of individuals to break bread with every week. The friendships, support, and memories that have been made are unforgettable. Thank you for a year of delicious memories. We're celebrating this week's birthday event by choosing recipes from contributors that have inspired us in the past year. Boy, was this a tough week. How do you choose just one recipe from 52 weeks of fabulous Sunday supper recipes? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love it. She called me like a cool blogger guy or something. What would she say? Um, I am, uh, oh, a talented blogger. Wow. Thanks, Isabel. That is just uh, phenomenal. It really is. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on. It really is amazing what's going on with the Sunday Supper movement. I mean, we've got more and more people joining the ranks, first of all. So more and more, uh, the, the, the message is spreading more and more about Sunday Supper and encouraging folks to get around the table with their families. But in addition to that, there's a nonprofit that has sprung up from this, and there's going to be this coming summer. I don't have the details. I don't know anything yet. But there is going to be some sort of a convention that's going to be held, or a conference or a convention. It's going to be held in Florida this summer, all really centered on this whole Sunday Supper thing. Isn't that awesome? The Sunday Supper Movement. I think that's fantastic. Anyway, I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please do uh, send me some voice feedback. You know, it's so easy to do. You just pick up the phone and you dial a number. The number is 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. Just dial that number and leave me a message. Uh, what that is, that, that, that number is my voice feedback line. It, you can... 
leave a message. It records the message in, in uh, MP3 format so that I can play it here on the show, and we can all hear your voice. And I love that. I love being able to hear what you have to say with your own lips. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you can also record uh, feedback on your iPhone or Android or your computer. If you can save it as an MP3 file and shoot that over to me, you can do so via email. Just send it to jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Well, I, folks, I certainly am very happy that you spent this time with me here this week, and uh, I certainly hope that Sunday Supper is a message that you um, will take to heart, you know, if you don't already. And if you do take it to heart, spread it. Share it with everybody else. Let them know that we've got a movement going on here. And um, until next time, because, you know, life goes on, the week starts again tomorrow. Until next time, bon appetit.